chaos, fire, and flames, the entire planet in the control of megalomaniacal dictators. All because one presidential election went differently. Welcome to Imagine If, the alternate history podcast. I'm your host, Brody Burton. We've just made it through one presidential election in the United States. Many would rightfully say that it was Donald Trump and Joe Biden. However, a third-party candidate made it on the ballot in all 50 states, Joe Gorgonson of the Libertarian Party. Howie Hawkins of the Green Party made it on the ballot in 30 states. Third parties have had a long history in the United States, and the two-party system we have now is unique in America. In 2000, Ralph Nader of the Green Party gained enough votes that if they had gone to Al Gore, Gore would have won New Hampshire and Florida and the election. In 1992, Ross Perot had enough votes that had they gone to George H.W. Bush, he would have won in the landslide. In 1948 and 1968, third-party candidates won states in the presidential elections. However, the greatest third-party candidate was Teddy Roosevelt. He was a Republican until he founded the Bull Moose Party. This episode is all about that. In 1908, Theodore Roosevelt did not run for another term as president. Instead, one of his cabinet members, William Howard Taft, ran for president on the Republican ticket and won. Despite him being Roosevelt's heir apparent, Roosevelt and Taft had a falling apart. Uh, and... Roosevelt decided to run against Taft. The split in the Republican Party at cause allowed a Democrat to win the election for the first time in a very long time. That Democrat was Woodrow Wilson. Wilson was one of the 20th century's most significant presidents, alongside Ronald Reagan and FDR. Wilson was named the President of the United States during World War One, and was the major architect of the peace that followed. He designed the League of Nations, the predecessor of the United Nations, so imagine the world without him. I'm going to make a note that we're going to try a different writing style today that I hope will be easier on my schedule. So it might be, it will probably sound a little different. It won't be as narrative centric. It'll be a little bit more of me explaining why certain things would happen. You're in a crowd on the streets of Sarajevo, Austria-Hungary. The crowd cheers as Franz Ferdinand, the Archduke of Austria-Hungary, and his wife, Sophie, Duchess of Hohenberg, drive by. You hear a sound, a gunshot. You look back at the vehicle of the Austro-Hungarians. Ferdinand is slumped over and Sophie being shot point-blank by someone, a Bosnian Serb. The crowd erupts into panic and war is imminent. Now, compared to reality's World War One, that scene is identical from the research I was able to do. In the war, Germany, Austria, Hungary, Bulgaria, and Romania fought against Russia, France, and the UK. The US sat the war out for a very long time. In this scenario, because Taft is in charge and not Wilson, the US stays sitting out. The idea of joining a European war would have been 
almost offensive to most Americans as it directly went against what George Washington taught. However, there would be a large, a large number of Republicans would hammer for war. The Republicans would be the far more hawkish party, whereas the Democrats would be the peace party, per se. So, in 1912, this is the difference between reality and this story. William Howard Taft is elected because Teddy Roosevelt never runs in 1912. We'll just say that he wasn't as upset at, at William Taft. So, 1914, Franz Ferdinand is still assassinated. And World War I still starts. As the war is being fought in Europe, as millions and millions of people are dying in battles, America is about to have an election of its own. But the Republicans, in backing William Howard Taft, need to find a successor, after Taft's two terms, who will continue America's policy of peace, even though a large number of members of the party want war. So who do they go with? A certain person who gained their name in business and was a great innovator, Henry Ford. Winning election on the Republican ticket, America managed, he became very unpopular, however, after the Zimmerman telegram and the Lusitania sunk. And America really wanted war. However, Taft would not invite Congress to draft a declaration of war. In 1917, the Russian monarchy collapsed. As Bolsheviks gained control of the government, it became primarily up to it became primarily up to the Bolsheviks to make peace with Germany, a major point they had promised. Once they had come into power, they met with German officials and created a peace. A year later, France now depleted retreats and surrenders. And the same year, 1918, the Democratic Party regained control of the Senate and House for the first time in a very, very long time. And the highly unpopular Ford stays highly unpopular. And many people decide to boycott the Model T. After the French surrender, Germany began full war with the UK, launching forces onto southern England. Ford will lose real... Ford loses re-election to Speaker of the House Champ Clark in 1920. And a year later, the British forces surrender. And in 1922, the American economy collapses. At this point, both parties are desperate to save America. The Democratic Party tries to implement some of the welfare reforms that had existed in Russia in Bolshevik Russia, in a last-ditch attempt to revive the economy. They did, momentarily, and they were able to hold on to the presidency in 1924. However, in 1925, the debt amassed from such programs caused the economy to again collapse even worse than the 1922 collapse, and soon after, 
Germany was at war with the U.S. for some made-up false charges of attacking a boat somewhere in the North Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Greenland. So with America in ruins economically and at war with Germany, many people began to get desperate and violence began in the U.S. Southerners, still a conservative wing of the Democratic Party, called to leave the United States entirely and began a revolt. California came soon, soon after. Texas revolted and became an independent state. The Philippines quickly became its own independent country, as did Hawaii. By 1927, the United States had surrendered because they had to deal with attacks of their own on their own soil by their own citizens and became a vassal state of Germany. Soon many of the former American countries and states became came under the rule of Russia. I mean of Germany. Very few countries are left to oppose a massive German empire forming. Rivalry rivaling 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 Rome. However, Germany was not the most stable country, and the years of war had led to the economy in Germany eventually collapsing when the war ended and the job market tanking. So in 1931, Germany began to lose hold over most of Europe and over its overseas possessions, as America, the UK, France, and several other countries no longer were occupied. In Russia, unrest, seeing was what happened to America when they instituted the same reforms, many began to oppose the communist ideals being implemented there. However, money became short on everyone's hands. As Germany collapsed entirely and political instability took in there, other countries had trouble reforming their own government. However, a few would be successful. The Netherlands and Belgium would be among the first to stabilize. However, they would soon be followed by the Baltic states and Scandinavia. Soon, individual German countries began breaking off, namely Bohemia and Prussia. Many other small European state—I mean German states—formed afterward. Meanwhile, in America. The vast majority of states had opted to become their own independent country after the German occupation, citing a regional dispute with one place or an ideological difference with another. There was an attempt to keep the United States as one solidified country, however that seemed very unlikely to happen. Thank you for listening today on Imagine If, and I hope you return next week. Sorry, it's been a while since I've, um, since I've posted an episode. I've been having trouble working and writing with my tiring high school schedule. Not to say that I want to abandon the podcast. I will not do that. But I want to make sure that I can create episodes that I can dedicate my time to to make them good. So... Our writing competition is not going to be going on very much longer. I have not yet received any submissions, so if you submit, you're probably going to get yours 
on on the show and I highly encourage that you do because I'd like to hear what you have to say. Thank you.